0: What is up, everybody? It is another episode, a bonus episode of the Pop Sports Shorts. I am one of your hosts, Just Jared, joined alongside Mr. Johnny G. Yo what's up? So uh let's run around this track real quick. Let's let's uh dive deep into the corners, swing out wide on the straightaways. Um All right. So, do we flip a coin? Where do you want to? St- do you want to start with the breaking news first, and then we'll go in?
1: Uh yeah, man, you take it where you know wherever you think you want to start. Uh, I'll follow your lead. Well, hot off the presses.
0: Hot off the presses. It's an unfortunate situation, but uh, the medical examiner released the report on the former cowboy, Marion Barber III. Um, according to the Collin County Medical Examiner's Office, um, it was ruled accidental. Uh, Marion Barber III died of heat stroke. Um, supposedly, when the police department arrived to, uh, I guess, a wellness, for a wellness check, um, bathtub faucet was running, the thermostat was set to 91 degrees. Uh, and the police also found workout equipment in the apartment. So he was actively working out with the temperature set at 91.
1: I mean, so I'm not an NFL player, never was, never will be. In fact, shit, I don't even work out. But <clears throat> I feel like this is very similar to like let's say uh, a wrestler. Now I'm not talking WWE or ECW or anything like that. Like a like high school sports, right? Wrestling or whatever, where mm-hmm. you're trying to make weight and you decide you're going to go run and you throw garbage bags over your body or you throw on three layers of sweats, right, to try and get as much sweat out of you as possible so that you can lose weight and make weight. Now obviously, Marion Barber's not wrestling. He's not trying to lose weight or make weight he's, he's lifting weights, but to me, it sounds like he's trying to simulate in his, wherever he was, who said hotel room or apartment. Um, I, I feel like he maybe he's trying to simulate uh, true workout conditions, you know, being maybe out at the gym or out on the field, probably more so out in the field. Cause any gym I've ever been to, and I have been to a few, believe it or not. Uh, they're usually pretty air conditioning so that you don't stroke out. From heat. So my guess is he's, he's trying to simulate, you know, on field type of uh, situation, but I don't know. No foul play, no drugs, no alcohol
0: found at the scene. Uh, no, the only thing that was noted here in the article uh, was that he was known to have a history of medical problems and mental health concerns. Uh, he was taken by police to a hospital for a mental health evaluation in 2014, three years after his final season in the NFL. And that
1: was 2014. Correct. So he's 38 when he died. Correct. So, so he, so he, he hung it up at 30. I forgive me. i this has been a long time. This is a long time ago. He, he hung it up.
0: Correct. Yep. And he, I'm a giant
1: fan. So I don't really pay attention to Cowboys, but so if I'm, not mistaken, let's do the math here. He he retires eight years ago. He's 30, pretty much. I mean, for an NFL running back on a downside of prime, right? I, I think your sweet spot's 26 to 30, um, maybe 24 to 28, but still, I mean, there's plenty of backs out there that are running in late into their 30s. So, anyways, he, he steps away. Now, so what is he doing at 38 in a hotel room or in his apartment? working out you know like i mean is he trying to go out for one of those sidebar startup afl joints you know uh um, yeah,
0: I, I I the know.
1: mental health thing is concerning to me because because and i don't i'm not going to pretend to know anything about the situation or anybody that deals with mental health but from an outsider perspective i look at i if i read this knowing nothing about marion barbara the cowboys or sports i say Here's a highly successful back that retired way before he should have, or, or left the game way before he should have for whatever reason. Okay. Um, and has spent the last eight years now trying to find himself. You ask any athlete that retires, if they don't have a backup plan or a second true passion or, or another, um, I don't know, hobby or interest or like desire, you know, yep. whatever um, they're, they're lost. Um, you just you've got you hear of athletes committing suicide, you hear of athletes trying to go back in, in you know, and, and reclaim those glory days. To me, it sounds like Marion Barber suffered from depression, probably left the game too soon, um, fighting to try, try to stay in in shape. And, and I don't know, I think it just sounds like he got carried away. That's um, sad. You know, you'll never know. That's the fucking shittiest part. Is you'll you know, you'll never know. His family will never know. Um, thirty eight years old, man. I mean, I, I'm thirty nine. We are thirty nine. So, can you imagine?
0: No, I, I can't even fathom that. And that's that to me is the craziest part. It's just so young. Yeah,
1: and um. I don't know if he had any kids or whatever, but it doesn't look like it. I don't see anything here written about you know, who left behind, but
0: it's fucking uh, shitty. Well, speaking of shitty, so let's just rip the Band-Aid off. Oh, Jesus. Here we go. Uh, After a stellar start, what, what happened to the Mets?
1: Well, I mean, let's take a look at it since you asked um they start the season out right april met, let's first off let's start out by saying the mets are notorious for winning april may and june all right um any true met fan knows not to get too excited until uh you know september <laughs> because more okay. often than not <laughs> you're gonna win but at the all-star break you'll be in the hunt but then things tend to sort of dip and if you are still in it in august chances are by the end of august you're you're almost out of it um there was a a couple few years ago um, I want to say two thousand and fifteen maybe or fourteen Mets went on a tear um, might have been sixteen even I have to look it up, but they went on a tear in August they won August like by a landslide um, you know only for it to to falter in September they played maybe five hundred ball at that but I mean they started the season out like gangbusters fifteen and seven record in April, nineteen and ten record um in May any Met fan will take that. Um, Most Net fans would take a 13 and 12 record in June. In July, I mean, they're six and four so far. And they're currently, as we are on the 11th of uh, July. Damn, I forgot to get my Slurpee today. Um, Still time. You could run out. That's true. Um, You know, they are currently up on the Braves, three to one in the uh, eighth or the ninth. We're commercial. It was the eighth, I believe. Um, Mid eight. So, ah. you know, I think most Met fans are going to take that. I mean, 20 games. Um, let's see. Was it 20 games over 500 or after their loss yesterday to the Marlins dropped to, dropped to 19 um, games over 500? Any Met fan's going to take that. Um,
0: well, you don't have but, much choice.
1: Right, right. But June, they definitely struggled. Um, July, I mean, you can't split with the Marlins. You got to take three out of four there, if not sweep. When the Braves are doing 21 and six in the same month, all right? So so 10 and 12 in April for Atlanta, 13 and 15 in May. I mean, they were dog shit. They're they're 23 and I can't even count, 27. 23 and 27 going into June, all right? The Mets go 13 and 12 in June, and the Braves go 21 and 6, and they're 8 and 2 in July. So they're combined 29 and 8 for June and July, and the Mets are 19 and 16, three games Hmm. over 500. So do the math. They've made up nine games since the end of May, and they're a game and a half out. Now they're down 3 1 at the bottom of the eighth. And if the Mets can hold on, I mean, looks like Adovino's, you know, they just started here. So um, if Adovino can get them out of the eighth and Diaz can do his thing in the ninth, you know, then they're, they're up two and a half. The Mets got to sweep the series. I, I, I don't, I'm not saying it's a do or die, right? I mean, they still got 15 games to play against Atlanta with 70 some odd games left in the season. Um, so it's going to come down to the final couple series of the year. Um, doesn't look like Atlanta is slowing down any, but I will say this. The Mets just got Max Scherzer back. Dude's a beast. Struck out 11 in his, in his first game back since mm. mid-May. Um, got the no decision, unfortunately, no run support. That's the thing. I would say the last week or so, the Mets have been looking like last year's Mets, leaving runners on base in scoring position, um, not getting that the situational uh, stuff you know, down the, the bunts, the clutch base hits, they haven't really been executing at the plate. Um, They popped off for a a, a bunch against Miami, but that's Miami. Right. Um, I would say that if you looked at the Mets, maybe a month ago, three weeks ago, you said no DeGrom, no Scherzer going to go out on the West coast and, and split against the Dodgers. And, and, you know, basically split that home stand or that, that road uh, trip. Okay. Against three top, top teams. Then I, that's a win, but they got smoked okay. by Houston. In fact, they've gotten swept by Houston.
0: Oof.
1: All right. Two game series home, two game series away. That's all they get against the Astros. And, um, and they, and they got swept, but to be fair, the Astros also tuned up the Yankees, so crosstown rivals, while doing phenomenal right now, um, on a they're like thirty some almost forty games over five hundred. It's sick. Um, was well.
0: We'll go to that one in a minute because
1: you know I just think the Mets, the Mets are in a good position. It's it's still only the beginning of July. We're not even at the All Star break yet. Yeah, the Braves are hot. The Mets are still waiting on Degrom, who will be back in a couple weeks. Who, by the way has basically hosed everybody at the plate granted it's triple a double a whatever. Um, but he's looking good. He's throwing triple digits, uh, no setbacks yet. Knock on wood. I say yet. Cause you know, you never know It <laughs> can happen. Um, but I mean, i look at the Mets rotation and with Degrom, Grom are back healthy. Um, you know, you get Carrasco Bassett and, uh, I think you're, I think you're doing all right. Um, uh, Sure's tonight, seven innings, three, gives up three hits, one run. In fact, two of his three hits came in a top of the eighth inning or, or the seventh inning rather. So
0: maybe he should have been out in the first place. Yeah,
1: probably. But he had a low pitch count. You know, he was down sitting around 70 something pitches to start that inning. So, you know, you're going to need your bullpen in this series. Um and, and, and every game against Atlanta is important. But the thing is, the Mets have got to go out and they've got to beat up on the shitty teams. you got to take – got to just keep winning series. I mean, up until a couple weeks ago, they, they only lost two series out of the whole year. It, and up until last week, they had never lost three games in a row. So, I mean, they're, they're playing good baseball, but it's tit for tat, okay? Uh, they haven't been able to string them together like the Braves. did. The Braves put, put together like a 14-game winning streak. Uh, so um it, and at that same time the Mets were on a west coast trip against the Dodgers the, the Padres and the Angels so that's where they lost a lot of their ground all right um but you got to come back home and you got to beat Philly you got to win the division you got to beat Washington you cannot lose games to Washington at all you got to sweep Washington every time you go out you got to take you got to take the series against the Marlins and you just got to beat up on those other teams the beat the teams you're supposed to beat and you play 500 all against the other teams you're going to make the playoffs you know and and that's and the, and the mets have a really good record against winning teams so i'm not worried it's the all-star break um i honestly think atlanta's probably going to pull ahead um i don't see the mets taking the division i do see it coming down to new york and atlanta though in october in the NLCS, um, the Dodgers could be there too, but I, I, I do see the Mets in the NLCS. But it all depends on how they, where they fall, and it's it's going to come down to the pitching. And the hitting's been there; it's been something a little bit lately, but I'm not worried about the offense. I love the small ball; they keep doing it. McNeil keeps keeps hitting against the shift; it's great.
0: Um, oh, and sometimes enough of the small ball will add up.
1: Well, that's just the
0: thing, right? So in baseball in general, you got – so
1: if you wanted to talk about the Yankees. So we'll talk about the Yankees. They're home run hitting club. They hit a lot, a lot of long balls. Um, and that's great. You're going to win a lot of games that way, right? But when it comes down to a short series or – well, it comes down to a series, right, at the end of the year, um, and I say short series in comparison to a 162-game season, when you've got seven against one team, you cannot rely on the long ball in every game. Right now you're going to be playing the elite. Um, it's going to take good pitching, and it's going to take situational hitting and clutch hitting. It's going to take getting runners in from scoring position. It's going to take your starters going at least six. It's going to take your your closers not blowing saves. Right, um, and you can't get deep into the pen, especially early in those series. So if you're anybody playing against the Yankees, um, that's really what you need to focus on, and and you know play your game. Um, That being said, I still see the Yankees going up and and playing in a world series. In fact, I see them going into the ALCS with the Astros, but that's an easy pick right now on on the 11th of July. When you even just looking at the standings, right. That's easy. Um, There's not many teams though. Like, look at, I hate MLB's website by the way, Hmm. but um, so let's look at the standings real quick. All right. You obviously know the Yankees are, are, destroying the american league um, by a lot i mean there's 61 and 25 of it stands right now so that's 36 games over 500 all right um they're five and five though in their last 10 but it's okay they got a 14 game lead on boston who by the way is eight games over 500 that's a good record mm-hmm. 47 and 39 in july even the Rays five games over 500 Toronto's three games over 500 Baltimore's one game under 500 it's that's a winning division okay and the Yankees are smoking go to the central Minnesota is it's 48 wins right the next best team put it, put it this way is Houston with 56 wins 56 and 29 so yeah. they're what five four or five games behind the Yanks all right but, but other than that, everybody is pretty even keel. So the Yankees and and, and Houston are going to run away. And then it's, it's – I mean, the Central is a fucking crapshoot. The top three teams are, are five games of spread out. I think the West is pretty much done, and I think it's going to come down to – you're going to take a couple teams out of the Central, and I don't know how many are, are spots are left that will come down between Boston, Tampa, and, and probably Seattle and Texas. But – you, you shift over to the National League. Um, how the fuck do I do this? So I just got to scroll. Yeah. All right. So <laughs> you look in the National League. The Mets got 53 wins. They're, just 20, they're 20 over 500. So even with the loss last night, six and four in the last 10. So 53 wins for the Mets, 52 for the Braves. And then – you and the Dodgers are 56. So the Dodgers are leading the National League, but by by like two and a half games, three games. You know, I mean the National League is tight, but the same thing, you've got your standout teams, Mets, Braves, Dodgers, and everyone else is. And I you could throw San Diego in there, I guess. Milwaukee 48 wins, San Diego 49 wins. Everyone else is in the in the mid 40s and below. So there's four or five pretty good really good teams in the national league and 45 and three to four really good teams in the American league. And that's it. Those, that's your playoff picture. It's the way I see it, but you're going to have to keep the consistency. Baseball a game of ebbs and flows, man. I mean, the Mets got two outs in the top right now and they give up a hit up the middle two out hit. And now one goes over to glove Escobar uh, into left field. And now you got runners on second and third you yeah. know and this is what the Braves continue to keep doing you know they chip away they don't give up it's going to be a good series it's really going to be interesting but anyways, oh. enough about the Mets as
0: as much as you know how i feel about the yankees <laughs> yes. you know how i feel um, so michael unfortunately has gotten sucked into being a yankees fan how does this happen How do you let these things happen under your roof? I don't know. I don't know. But I will say the Yankees-Red Sox series was some good baseball to watch.
1: It's always good baseball to watch the rivals. It's better baseball when there's not 14 games between them, right? And, and Right. And when you're the Red Sox 10 games out, screaming, you know, the fans screaming, Yankees suck, Yankees suck. This was, what, a couple weeks ago um like i don't know it th- this division's one now never say never it's july but i don't see boston making up 14 games on the yankees the yankees aren't the mets the, the mets are and, and i say that as as a you know met fan i've seen it half a dozen or more times the mets have a 5 plus game lead on a division in september and and, and lose it so and in some cases not even make the playoffs. Mm, you know what
0: I'm saying? And that's that's maddening in and of itself.
1: Oh yeah, of course. I mean, the, the, the Mets had one of the worst collapses in, in history. I I I don't even want to think about it. It was like seven and a half game lead in the division with like twelve to play. And they lost mm. the division.
0: That shouldn't even be.
1: You know, that's that's choking. And I don't know that they were even injured. I can't I can't so long ago. You you put that shit out of your mind, you know, as a as a sports fan. I mean, you can't you could probably tell me your Chiefs, right? Worst loss ever that you ever experienced, but you're not gonna give me details. You don't remember who rushed for how many yards, how many touchdowns, or whatever. No, like you put that shit out of your mind. You're like you, you remember yeah, oh, we got
0: blown out 45, nothing. But you know what the sad part is it, it it wasn't even a blowout loss, it was chiefs rams it was a regular season one of those like you know really had next to no bearing on the season um but when the rams used to be in st louis they called it the governor's cup Uh and it was the st louis rams and the kansas city chiefs and it was an absolute slugfest I think right. the f- the final score was some obscene, like 54-51 or 57-54, something disgusting like that. And the lead went back and forth multiple times and all that. So that was one of the more difficult ones. That and the AFC Championship game loss to Brady. And basically, the game was locked up and uh an offsides penalty hmm. gave the patriots the first down and of course brady isn't going to spoil that so he won the game but yeah i don't i don't know stats i don't know who had the most rushing yards in that game i don't know any of that but i know the pain that i felt from that one
1: yeah yeah, you remember more details about uh, about a painful loss than I probably would uh, care to admit. You know that I would, but uh, anyways, what else? What else we
0: got? Um, well, the one uh, the one thing I did want to cover from the Red Sox and Yankees, um, I love when the commentators what they're saying is basically foreshadowing what's about to happen. <laughs> so uh, Raphael Devers from, and I think that's how you pronounce the name from the Red Sox um, was walking up to the plate uh, against Garrett Cole. Is that the, I think that's yeah, it. Garrett. I, Garrett Cole. Um, and he walked up to the plate and they were talking about, Oh, you know, in his, in his at-bats that he's faced against him, uh, Devers has, uh, you know, has four career home runs against him. And I mean, he just, just stood up and just bang right out. Oh, well, now he's got five career. And like, I guess that's a big deal to have that many home runs against one specific pitcher. So, uh, you know, they go back through the rotation, they come back around, here he comes up again, and of course they make commentary about his, you know, now he's got five career home runs against him, bang, smacks another one. I was like, seriously? (laughs) Like, what are the freaking odds? Right. So, uh, they ended up losing the game anyway, but it was just, it made me laugh. So. Um, yeah, I kind
1: of love when that stuff happens.
0: Yeah, it's it's something something different. Um something that uh you know, it's it's outside the box. It's just like a a thinking person's moment as opposed to guy steps up in box, hits ball, yay, next. Right. I like when it's something outside the norm. Um what else? Um, oh, the hell is her name? Holy moly! Uh, the oh, that's why because I'm in the MLB still. Um, Condoleezza Rice. Uh-huh. Yes, sure, the name rings a bell. Uh, she's a former Secretary of State in the George Bush years. Um, She joined the Denver Denver Broncos ownership group. Just thought it was interesting. Um, She uh, is in the group with Walmart heir Rob Walton. I didn't even know that uh, the Walmart owner family had a stake in the Broncos, but apparently... (sighs) Apparently, they do. I just,
1: I don't know if we have enough time to even, I I just don't feel like,
0: hold on, I I just, I, I just don't think politics belongs in sports. Well, supposedly, she has a very deep passion for the sport, and as such, a very deep passion for the Broncos.
1: And that's great. But you know, I just don't. Just like I don't, I don't, I don't think movie stars should be running for governors. (laughs) You know what I mean? I, I don't, I don't know. Like to me, I don't know. I'm gonna, I'm gonna eat my own words here because I play both sides. All right, a devil's advocate. On one hand, if you got a lifelong politician, they are groomed to be nothing other than a politician. But you've got somebody who's got the got the money, the resources. Uh, And the stones to go any intelligence, right, to go up and run for public office and then and then win. All right. Um, To me, that shows that. To me, it shows it's like, okay. well, I'm using my stature here to try to make an actual difference. If if that's what they're doing. Right. If as long as it's not an ego trip. Right. Um, I'm just going to use Arnold. Right. Arnold Schwarzenegger. Great fucking, you know, uh, entertainer, movie star, the whole nine. Mm-hmm. Because it becomes the Galvanada. Okay. Mm-hmm. Now, I, I, I'm just skimming here. But, right, is it because he could or because he wanted to actually make change and now he's using his name to do so? Right. There's a big difference. All right. So, I'm, I guess I'm okay with, like, Carl Edwards left the NASCAR scene. And he actually wanted to, I had read somewhere that he wanted to run for a political office. Look, if you are, if you used one career path to further your status in life, to position yourself somewhere else within your life in another uh, career path, to make change, positive change, okay, selfless, positive change, I'm all for it, okay, but the other way around, and you can... Call it hypocritical or whatever. Taking somebody who's a politician and then having them be part of an owners group for for a team, I to me that's just there's just meddling in there. I just feel like it's it's not pure. The the intentions to me aren't pure. And maybe that's just a stigma, um, but that's just Could that's just well, how that. I how I feel. That that'd be like, um, I don't know be like a former president owning the Mets. Like why I'm okay with a billionaire um, trust fund guy uh, owning the Mets, you know, and, and, and a stock guy. Yeah, he's got money and he wants to fucking win and, and it's all about ego for him for sure, but he's making positive change for the Mets. It's going out get them what they need. Okay. And, and, and now two years in, He's got a team over 500 that's going to make the playoffs. Most likely, hopefully. All right. Um, I don't know. There's no personal gain in it for him. He's not making – I mean, he might be making a little bit of money, but he's not making – he's doing it for the love of the game. He's doing it because he can, because he's a freaking billionaire and he's a Met fan, and he's like, fuck, I want that to be my team. Shit, um, I want to win.
0: Sure he's, sure he's making a chunk of change.
1: Yeah, but now he's not making billions. You well, know what I mean? He's, it's, yeah, right. I'm sure it's an investment, but I don't see him selling the team. I don't see it as a flip. You know, he's not going to increase the value of the team and then sell it to who? You know, um, this is a game for him. It's just a high stakes game, but it's a game. I, and, and when you got owners groups, by the way, if you're a Denver, Bron- Denver Broncos fan, you're listening to this, I hope you are okay with never winning again. Because mm-hmm. there's no singular focus. And I don't know the, I don't know the reasoning behind. You know, like Elway played for the Broncos, became part. He that was his culture, and then he's he was what part owner, president, whatever, and now Some, and something like that, right? Yeah. Okay, but it was but there was a connection there. Now you just got a bunch of people that putting their status together putting their money together to own a team, to say that they could own a team. And you know what? It's the Denver fucking Broncos. They didn't go out and buy the fucking Giants or the Jets who desperately need it. You want to make change. You want to boost your ego and your status. Go buy a a major market team that's struggling
0: and do something with it. Wow. I mean, I feel like she came in at the right time. They did just pick up Russell Wilson, just saying. We'll see. We'll
1: see. And, like, that's just, again, my personal feelings on it. I just don't – hopefully, I'm wrong. I really hope I'm wrong. By the way, the Mets just went up 4-1 to one in the ninth against against the Braves. Uh, I don't know if
0: it's their closer or not, but
1: I, I'd imagine it was – I mean, they they had a 3-1 – Or you know, a two-run deficit. I don't know if their closer would come in in that spot, game one in a series. In any 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 event, the Mets are up four to one with a runner on first. And one man down. Um, I don't know, man. I, I think that's all I got. Hey, who won the
0: NBA finals?
1: Uh, it's like laughable at this point.
0: Yeah. Because I know I don't care,
1: and and real quick, um, I'm just gonna put this out there because I don't want this whole thing to be about too you know too much about just the stuff that we care about, because um, I know we have some basketball fans that listen. But how about the Nets paying Kevin Durant? Maybe you guys thought – I don't even know if you guys talked about this previously. This is old news. It's like two weeks ago. But how about the Nets paying Kevin Durant forty million dollars to fucking do nothing, for nothing for a whole year? Just just sit down and recover your Achilles. You know, do your physical therapy, okay? We're going to pay you $40 million just so we can say that you're on the team. And then you're going to come in a team and we're going to recruit everybody you want us to recruit. And we're going to give up people that are probably better off for the team than the people that you want us to recruit. But we want to create a super team, all right? And the motherfucker is going to go to the playoffs, lose. Kyrie's going to sit out half a year, they're gonna trade hard in a way, and then this motherfucker de- demands a trade. I don't care if you're the greatest basketball player on the planet. Fuck you. That's a dick move. So done, LeBron James has done some stupid shit selfishly, right? But he did it because right. he wanted to win titles. All right. This dude grew up a Nets fan, wanted to want came to the Nets to be a net because he wanted to be a net. They made all the moves. They did whatever the guy wanted. They paid him a dis- disgusting amount of money. And he just says, yeah, I'm done with you. Give
0: me the fuck out of here." See, I, I, I th- feel
1: bad for Nets fans. I'm sorry.
0: I thought you were going to have some sort of commentary about somebody getting paid boatloads of money to sit around and do nothing. And I was going to say that's ironic coming from a Mets fan, Bobby yes. Bonilla. I mean, but Bobby Bonilla at least gives us the talking point. And Bobby Bonilla was a great player for us
1: in the 90s. And, uh-huh. I mean, he didn't win any championships, but I'm okay with the whole Bobby Bonilla thing. You know, that was that, that's that's the Willpons. You know, that's on them, whatever. Uh-huh. But, I mean, I, honestly, I think that's how more, more sports teams should do that. They should defer payments, and they should pay them – uh, over a longer period of time, even if they're because then it, it frees you up to do some more now.
0: Ah, well, just one just time, my opinion. one time where we have a little bit more time to. Uh, to go into it, um, we'll have to have uh, the good brother Phil on to tell us he, he knew in great depth the Bobby Bonilla million dollar story. Well, it's amazing
1: story because it all comes down. I think in the end, right. David Wright is a Met because of it. So the whole Bobby Bonilla thing doesn't happen. David Wright doesn't become a New York Met. There's a whole, there's a whole chain of events that take place. And I think it, because of the way, you know, hindsight being what it is, I think I'm okay with it because of the way it worked out. I wish David was still playing. I, I would love for him to be on the coaching staff at least, but he's an ambassador for the team and he'll go down as one of the greatest Mets ever, but it's unfortunate that he didn't get to, to, to ride his career out and leave on his, uh, you know, on his terms. His path was chosen for him, but still having said that, I, I, I wouldn't change it. I'd do it again. But I, I do tell you, This got to eat your fucking gonads, Buck Showalter coming over to the Mets and putting them twenty games over five hundred in his first season. That's really got to grind your gears.
0: Eh, listen, Baltimore's ownership just—it's like they don't. You can
1: only do it what you got. You can do what what you can with what you got. You know, if Buck, if if this is. Two, three years ago, and it's the Will Pons. I wanted Buck three years ago. Before the whole Beltron thing, I wanted, actually, I wanted Girardi, but that wasn't going to happen. So Buck was the next time. And Buck didn't really want to go. He didn't want to play the analytical game. Old school, he wanted to run it his, his way. Steve Cohen comes in,
0: now he's running his way. Look what's happening. Ta-da. But Buck
1: Showalter is the Mets manager two or three years ago. They don't have this record. No. No shot. Sound the trumpets. DS is coming in for the save. And on that note.
0: On that note. um, It has been a pleasure as always. Um, Yes. We should do it again soon. Like maybe Wednesday. Without a doubt. (laughs) Um, Please uh, stop by the fourth wall pop network on instagram at fourth wall pop um please check out some of the other shows here on the lovely fourth wall pop network such as supposedly there's this show about three guys three chapters three attitudes you should check that one uh, yeah maybe you should check it out i mean you know
1: Possibly. It's been a little stagnant last the last couple episodes. We lost one of our guys temporarily, and um, you know life has been crazy. But we got some really good topics. We didn't coming up. Lose
0: him? The writers just wrote him out. Maybe they'll. He's on him. hiatus. He's on hiatus. Yes. But um, well, please swing by, take a listen, um, consider supporting the network cup of coffee once a month you can support the network and we will uh, continue making some great content uh, until then john and jared we are signing off later we out.